0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B.
1: Welcome everybody to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, Side A, we talked about everything from Vince McMahon and the black experience to Kanye's No More Parties in LA to Macklemore being fake Instagram deep to, you know, everything. Um, As always, I'm joined by Armand. You. Um, you can k- check out the show on Twitter at CRS Podcast. Uh Use the hashtag ClockworthySpeakers or just check, check us out, ClockworthySpeakers.com. And as always, our episodes are also on 4thDistrict.com. So uh, uh, do I call, should we call you Mr. Wake Up? Is that how it works now? I was going to say Mr. Wake Up and I realized that was weird. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's very weird. Very you know, weird. First that's off, weird. don't call me Mr. because it just makes me feel old. <laughs> don't call me Mr. and don't call me Sir. <laughs> oh, sir. Yeah,
1: those those two are the worst. I use "sir" all the time at work, like in like a disarming sort of way, like "you got it, sir." People are like, "What? What is, what is this guy's problem?" You said in a disarming way. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right. So, um, we we were talking music for probably the second half of side A, and we still have more music to talk about. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start?
0: Uh, so we've got we've got Future. Yes. We've got Meek, Meek and we've got. And we've got Lecrae.
1: And Lecrae. Uh, let's let's start off hot. Let's go Meek. Let's go with Meek. Um, so we kind of knew that Dream Chasers 4 were, was coming, right? Yeah. But did anybody have any idea that he was going to put out a four-track EP in the middle of January? Um, yes and no. Okay. Why do you say that? He had to put out something. So um, that, that's s- interesting. Why do you say that?
0: I'm not saying that because of the Drake battle. I'm saying that... Um, Really, his court case, I think, motivated him more than, hmm. more than the Drake battle because he violated parole. And there's a really good chance he's going back to jail. So the idea in those cases is let me make sure that I put out things to where income is still generating while I'm away. That's one of the things that stifled him while he was locked up the first time where they put out stuff. Was it like right before he went in or something like that? Yeah. So he didn't get a chance to... Um, Work it like work those records, cause B boy was his record, right? Yeah. So there was a couple of records that he put out, like like a couple right before he went in, and they died because he wasn't around to work those records. Right. So you know, I don't know when he goes back to court. I don't I don't know any of that, but I just know that to me it comes off like, all right, Meek's probably gonna go back to jail. Let's go ahead and roll out DC four. Let's get a lot of attention on Meek, and maybe let's start up the. He's getting, he's, you know, they love me when I'm gone sort of thing that happens when most rappers are in jail. T.I., Boosie, et cetera, et cetera.
1: So do you think that DC4 will just, that, first of all, do you think any of these tracks are from DC4? Yeah.
0: Okay. I think they're off from DC4.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I think this, this reminded me of the, uh, the Super Bowl
0: leak that 50 did with uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Well, except that was the whole album. No, 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 no. Remember before the album leaked, there was the four track. Uh, little sort of little like sampler. It was, uh, was it Heat, If I Can't, i m p and something else. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. There's a, there's a Super Bowl leak of four tracks and then the album leaked for real. <laughs> 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 They're like, oh wait, why, why do we want to download this four track thing when we can get the whole thing now? Interesting. Yeah, they leaked like maybe an hour or two apart. Hmm. Yeah, I, re- I remember that very, very clearly. So yeah, I think all these records are on there. Except the um, – I don't think the, the – on the plug freestyles on there. I hope that one's not on there. Yeah, we we all do.
1: Um, that's interesting. So I was trying to figure out, like, why did this come out now? I mean, if Dream Chasers 4 is coming out, but the idea that all four of these records are from Dream, Dream Chasers 4, that seems kind of weird to me. I don't know. Um, what did you – so one thing that I thought was interesting is, so, you know, in this era of, well, you know, we have mixtapes, but are they really mixtapes and, you know – uh, what's an album? What's not? This is decidedly like this was on like SoundCloud and live mixtapes. Like Meeks, not trying to like put this stuff on Apple Music or anything like that. You know, no. this is like an old school. This is a mixtape. Yep, he um, comes. He comes from that school, right? And he's working with uh with a producer. I don't know if he's ever worked with before. Who? Uh, dude, Seasick. Who? Um, he's done a bunch of stuff for um Logic. Okay, actually, um, but um. Uh, Seasick does pray for him and, uh, give him hope. Okay. Which is interesting because, I mean, he doesn't always just work with Jalo Beats, but that Jalo beat sound certainly defines Meek. Yep. Um. Though he's not
0: on it as much. What do you mean? The Jalo beat sound. Meek's not on it. Not on it
1: like he used to be. No, I think this is a good example of that. Like, I, I mean, gave him hope. That's, uh, that's not really... Typical Meek, you know. I would say, pray, I actually kind of like the beats that seasick did. I like. I don't mind "Pray" Former "Gave Him Hope" at all. Yeah, me neither. I think they're. I think they're both good records. Yeah, and it's this is kind of an interesting thing is like this notion of, I wonder, you know, maybe Meek's gonna try work with some different people, try something different. I mean, look, he's still he's still Meek, right? He's still basically his entire like his entire ML right is, I'm rich. I used to do drugs. My girl's Nicki Minaj. I'm great. Like that's the Meek Mill experience, right? Right. None of that's changed, but I appreciate slightly different beat selection, at least. Yeah. Um, and Jallo Beats does uh, FBH, which... <laughs> that's an interesting Jallo Beats um, production. It's yeah. uh, it's the Bobby Shmurda drums with uh, some NES bleeps and bloops over the top of it. But, um, <laughs> bleeps and bloops. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Listen...
0: If you, I mean, but if you know Jalil Beats from 2010, those, dr- I mean, those are the I the snare after the, I'm j- I know, you know, but the snare after the starting on the fifth bar, that is Jalil. Right. Jalil originated that. If he didn't originate it, he made it popular. And everybody just took that and ran with it. He, he, he's very much like Lex Luger where he, he originated a sound, a style and like because that sound, I'm assuming, was very easy to do, a bunch of producers just took it and ran with it. Right. And they were never able to... I know Lex Luger in particular was never able to, like, sort of switch it up and do other things and, like, really, you know, ride his own wave. Sort of like what a Mike Will did, where he made a sound, people took the sound, he made another sound, people took the same, made another sound. You know, that's what great producers do. Um, I don't think Lex Luger was able to do that, but Jahlil was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> me. We gonna keep doing
1: this. Young yeah, am doing me, yeah. The the two records that people are really talking about are, are really more notorious, not for the songs themselves, but because of who he's dissing.
0: I think I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. Do, and I'll th- say do people
1: actually like the "I'm the Plug
0: freestyle? No. Okay. Nobody likes the "I'm the Plug freestyle. That's pretty bad, right? I've heard I heard good things about all three records except I'm the plug. Well, for me, again, because Meek comes from the mixtape school, we come from the era of I'm going to take your beat, and I'm going to rhyme on it and dish you on it. Right. But this was a totally different ball game, where Drake crafted a song about you <laughs> and got it on the radio and got nominated for a Grammy for. Right. It's a little late for this. It, <sighs> it's a little late for that move. It is. And I wish he would have came out with this first. If this was his initial bomb, if this would have responded to charge, Charged Up, we would probably be looking at Meek in a totally
1: different light. Right. Except, of course, I'm the plug didn't exist at that point. But right. If he had taken some of the, some Drake record and done something with it. Yeah, I mean, just responded to this. Just some of the things that he
0: said and yada yada. I mean, but he kind of, I don't know if he's talking about Nikki, but if he is, he kind of threw her under the bus.
1: He definitely kind of threw her under the, the bus. Sake yeah. of the, for the
0: sake of the beef or whatever. But like, I guess as a, as a rapper and as a rapper. Although actually, I, I think that might be Nikki's old boyfriend. Oh, you think he might be going at Safari? Yeah. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. Um. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but, you know, the rumor, rumors are long... Rumors sure. have long stated that Drake and, and Nicki have had a, a closer relationship than one would assume. But Safari also makes sense, too. I didn't even think of that. And I don't think anybody thought of that because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. But, yeah, nah, like, you should have put out... You should have did a record. I, I want to know just sounds like I'm thinking too much. Like, it just sounds like an overthought, a collection of overthinking mm. from everybody. It's a room of like 12 of y'all and everybody has like 10 ideas each. <laughs> Throw them all in the pot and like, let's just make a five minute record. And feel, it, just, it didn't
1: hit. I feel like Ross had a better comeback at, at Drake than Meek has had this entire time. What was, oh, uh, on Color Money? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even on
0: uh, Ghost Rider. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like, Right. <laughs> Ross did it better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but Ross does beef. Right. Obviously now him and him and uh, him and Birdman that's on the, on the horizon. Are we going to talk about Wayne and Birdman reconciling
1: and all the other stuff? I mean, they've quote-unquote reconciled before. Is the lawsuit dropped cuz that's when it's really reconciled? Right. Absolutely. And th- them being on stage means absolutely That means nothing.
0: nothing. I mean, Wayne could look at it like, "Bro, you try to have me killed." Like <laughs> I'm not just gonna stand up on stage to rap with you, like not immediately. Give me some time. So I don't know. It might have been like some big
1: homie calls and all the other stuff. Who knows? It's fun. But, uh, I, speaking of that, I was reading an article. I think it was on Vulture, um, where somebody basically does like a huge like timeline of everything Birdman and Wayne, and interviewed a lot of people who have been like around them and in their lives. And mm-hmm. they that multiple people describe Wayne as basically almost like being like a battered spouse in a way, like it's an abusive that. relationship i've heard that um and yeah it's i mean it's interesting to see like you know the story of like how he signed like how wayne even signed in the first place his mom didn't want him to and then uh you know all of a sudden like i don't know her boyfriend or husband or whoever like left and so needed to provide and all of a sudden the money that you know birdman's promising looks pretty good and all that sort of stuff and if you think about like how long he's been in his life like it's kind of like an abusive father basically yeah you know withholding money giving you gifts instead like it's it's messed up yeah. and we kind of joke about it you know especially i mean ever, frankly ever since like the you know the video you know th- pictures or whatever surfaced of them like kissing people were like there was uh, so many jokes but yeah. it's kind of a messed up relationship yeah um yeah absolutely but um but back to meek um yeah i'm the plug is that just didn't really didn't yeah. need to be there nah it didn't he could have easily thrown a line. If you really want to do something, he could have had a really good line. He could have put it into one of his other records, but no. Yep. Agreed. All right. Like what he did with 50. That's the interesting thing. I mean, I got to say like, cause I don't really, I try not to pay attention to the fact that there is even something in this world called Instagram beef. Right. So I have really not. And I tend, I tend to not pay attention to 50. Um, just because, you know, he's, he's 50. Um, and that's what he, and it's sort of like what he wants. And it's like. Right. Just, I mean, the worst thing you can do is acknowledge him. Yep. Um, what, what is, what is it all about anyway? I
0: don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have not, I haven't paid attention. He said something about, I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I'm really thinking about like, why did he diss 50? Cause Meek and 50 were cool. Well, I don't know. Ross and 50 are not cool. They're not cool, but Meek and 50 were cool. So I I don't know I don't know I don't know if it was one of the things where it was just like maybe uh, no it can't it can't be over the Drake thing because everybody chimed in on right and he got into a walle about that so I I don't know I have no idea maybe they want to take the attention off of Drake eight months later after the battle's over and everything's calmed down <laughs> he's like hey we should do something to take the attention off of us like this is why you can't this is why people not even just rappers you cannot put so much stock on social media like specifically your likes and your uh activity because if you get a thousand comments on something that you post think about it there's a thousand people who engaged you um who thought it was important to engage engage you but there's probably 10,000 or 20,000 people who saw it if not more so actually millions cuz I think Meek has over a million followers so Out of those million people who saw your post, if you only have a thousand people who respond, is it really like, do you really need to take the attention off? And is not in most cases, isn't that just like a troll? Because that is the king's, as I tweeted earlier, it's the king's language of social media is just trolling. Let's just say stuff to get people to respond. If Meek wouldn't have, and that's what we talked about on the show, if Meek would not have responded and just dropped these three records and then the other record he dropped last night and then the video for the the trillist that he put out, He'd have been fine. Right. Now the focus is on, oh, he's beefing with 50 Cent. And it's not about the music. It has to stay about the music. Well,
1: I, I think the problem, is, I mean, I, I think I said this on Twitter earlier this week. Like, it's clear that Meek takes this stuff a little personally.
0: Absolutely. Um, listen, he, he listen. the song he put out last night, this is how I know he takes it personal. Because of the intro he quoted Tupac. Every emotional dude I know <laughs> loves Tupac.
1: No, you just need to get, keep your emotions in check. He put, wait, he put another, what, what, what did he put out last night? He
0: put out a record last night.
1: Uh, but he's really learning from Ross. Put out a mixtape, oh. then put out a new song. Well, shoot. I mean, you put out a
0: record Saturday night during the NFL playoffs. It gets overshadowed by the 50 beef. On uh, oh, this record Fu- called Problem? Yeah. Huh. gets overshadowed by the 50 beef. Um, then Future comes out Sunday morning. Then Kanye comes out Monday morning. Put out another record. Because people have already forgotten about the four that you just put out. Well, right. Or the only thing that they remember is the fact that you dissed Drake and you dissed Fifty, and now y'all are in a meme beef. Right. So I mean, Meek Mill, and and that's what, and that, and that just it just sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks because you don't want to see as much as we talk about. If this is your livelihood, as much as we talk about people on the show, as if this is your livelihood, I don't want to see anybody not be able to make money and take care of themselves and their family. But like, you just got to be smarter. You just, you, just, you just have to, you have to treat it. You have to treat it like work. And I always tell people like that when it comes to music and the music business. Don't get overly um, in, in, like engulfed in your work because then it becomes all about your work and now your heart is attached to your work. So if you have a bad day at work, your whole life is ruined mm. until you fix whatever you did wrong at work. But if you make mistakes at work, if you, you know, if you miss a deadline, I'm not saying like don't work hard, but if you miss a deadline, if something happens, if a customer says something or whatever, whatever, when you clock off and you go home, you can leave that part of your brain at work. And the most you do is, all right, well, I'm getting ready for work the night before, whatever. All right, this is what I'm going to do to fix what happened last night. And then you go into work with a new setup. But when you take your work home, it affects everything else around you, and that's what Meek is doing. He's taking his work home. And I'm sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure you know that growing up as a military brat, just how like I don't want to call it dangerous, but like the the potential ramifications of that.
1: Oh, I take my work home all the time. Oh well, shoot, there you go. will you
0: work at home. I, I... <laughs> Where you take you take your you take your work into another
1: room? <laughs> I take it downstairs.
0: Yeah, you take it downstairs. <laughs> like it's real funny. No,
1: no joke. Like my wife and I always joke. Like because. So, you know, upstairs, we've got my office, my wife's office, and then the second bathroom. And when I walk up the stairs in the morning, it's like, oh, I'm commuting to work. Like, it's it's an inside little inside joke that we have because we're corny. But, like, it's funny. Like, this is my office. This is where I work. And then I go home. When I'm done, I go downstairs. (laughs) The problem is when I'm working on music, or whenever you and I are, like, trying to do stuff last, like, you know, doing mixes, whatever, to get out. It means I basically never leave my office. (laughs) Anyway. I guess I agree with with that point about Meek. I think just in general, it's not even just that he takes his work home with him. It's that... And it's funny because, like, Ross is his guy. And, like, Ross's whole thing... He's a... Ross is a character. Like, a a manufactured character that he has then now begun to, like, live his life that way. But, like, it's so funny how personally Meek takes all this rap stuff. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with necessarily taking a work home. Like, I think in just in general, like... I, yeah, you know, I think he's a sensitive guy about that. Right. Clearly, I mean, the whole his whole reaction to the whole Drake thing, like, you know, you get this by Drake, and you know, you're you're posting pictures of you with stacks of money on Instagram. It's like, man, your insecurities are just like nuts everywhere.
0: Nuts. Speaking of stacks of money, can we go ahead and just ignore Norm Kelly? Can we do that? Oh, Norm, Norm, collect- Norm. Can we collectively uncle fill him out of? That's somebody. If we're talking about giving somebody attention. Like, just the fact that I even mentioned... That you know
1: his name.
0: Yeah, that's too much. (laughs) So, we can just go ahead and end that there. So, with all of the theatrics and everything else aside, is this a good starting point for Meek musically? It's not bad. does it not matter because the theatrics have overshadowed the music?
1: No, I think it's not bad. I mean, it does overshadow a little bit because ironically right i mean meek's album i mean it was meek's album it wasn't like a terrible album or anything right if you're a meek mill fan you probably liked his album yeah but all the theatrics have have sort of gotten in the way of that um so the one thing that he actually needs is just to put out music but i still think like i mean this this little four track ep seems proof to proof enough to me he's still acting as though like He's waiting for like he. It's like he needs that validation. Like, oh, you got Drake on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's heard that once from the people. Now there's some people who you know who who just don't like Drake and they like Meek Mill, so they're gonna say what they say. But like in general, he has yet to put out something that made people go like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it's like he keeps thinking, well, let me try the, let me try again. Like he needs that clearly yeah. because it's interesting. Like when you have a beef like this, how do you get closure? Right. You know. The and it's and it's funny. All you got to do is see the lines that he sort of will try to like reference to sort of try to flip. It, it's he makes it really clear what lines hurt him the most.
0: Oh, the uh world tour, your girls that, tour, like, yeah,
1: yeah, completely hurt his heart. Yeah, um, he's struggling with that one. <laughs> it's true. He's really struggling with that one because like he'll he'll still put the line in about you know you you didn't really write it, but that's not what he really cares about. <laughs> right. Yeah, the world tour line. Anyway, I agree. What about you? Do you think this is the? Do you think he's on the right path? Yeah. So you're. Are you, so when is Dream Chasers Four supposed to come out? Do we, we? don't really know. I think we have
0: a date, but you know, um, both of the artists that we're going to talk about after Meek just sort of put out music on a, a seemingly on a whim, but they they, they 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 sprung it on us. So I wouldn't be surprised if Meek was headed in that direction as well, or at least we got the date maybe a week or two out not too right. far out.
1: right.
0: Um, but yeah, I like I really like FBH, like that record is hard. I like Meek, see, because Meek is on a lot of these slower tempos, and then and then and then like if he's on those sort of tempos, when he goes to the 92, 93 BPM joints that Jalil gets him on, it's like it's like a breath of fresh air, right. So I think because, and because I'm such a fan, I've been a fan of Meek since Flamers 2 and that was just all Meek and Jalil. It's like 40 tracks on it, <laughs> And they're all him and Jalil. So, you know, Red Ro- I, mean, I don't think uh, Red Rose was on that one. But like those, to- those sorts of records that are really fast and it forces Meek. Not only is he running, not only is he loud, he's running. And I like when Meek runs on a beat. It's, it's um, very uh, frantic and i i like when meek gets frantic on a record and fbh reminds oh. me of frantic meek where he's just running after this beat and he will not stop until he catches it um <laughs> or just runs runs alongside it cuz i guess to say he catches it means that he's behind it and he's not behind it like he's he's on the beat right um and then the other two records are, are they're solid they're solid i could totally do without the on the plug and the one that he dropped last night was all right too so if he can just like ignore the theatrics, which right now looks like he's not able to, um, yeah. I, I want I want Meek to I want Meek to come back and I want him to do well. You know what I'm saying? Like I, so I'm I'm rooting for him. Like I I hope I hope Dream Chases 4 is a dope project and I hope it takes people but but this is what makes me mad. Tell them why you there mad. There are people now <laughs> tell them why you mad, son. There are people who assume and this isn't the this isn't based off of the tweet that I saw, so shout out the heck to this. I'm not I'm not coming at you. But because I responded to it in this way, but I responded to it because I saw a lot of this and I'm hearing a lot of this in the conversations that I'm having and just what I'm seeing on social media. So apparently we're just supposed to ignore that Meek makes good music because he lost a rap battle. That's super corny. That's incredibly corny. So because there are funny memes about him and he lost the Instagram war and all the and he's emotional and blah, blah, blah and all this other stuff. So we're just supposed to like ignore everything else about him as an MC. that's what we're supposed to do that's wild corny that's
1: incredibly corny yeah that doesn't so make what, any sense to me i mean i will say that sorry to jump started uh no, you're, talk you're, over i was you. gonna go on a rant so you it's <laughs> probably a good thing that you stopped me so go ahead i i don't have a problem with people somewhat discounting meek while he's still talking about the l do you know what i mean like yeah, if only because he's sort of inviting it upon himself. Like, as long as Meek is still going to talk about the beef, then I don't, I, I don't begrudge anybody for, you know, for going, oh, well, there he goes again, still talking about that, and sort of discounting him because of that. But it, let's say he puts out, you know, let's say he puts out Dream Chasers Four, and aside from a line or two, there's nothing real serious about Drake. Like, there's not like a dedicated. Oh man, I just realized there's like there's like at least a fifty percent chance there's like a dedicated Drake diss track on there, isn't there?
0: Sure, there, I mean he there's a oh. there's a a back to back freestyle
1: floating around, right? Um, so I'm
0: sure I'm sure something's on there. I'm sure something's on there,
1: right? So as long as he's doing that, then I don't begrudge people, but if you if like if if he puts out something where he's just not even talking about it and people still have that opinion, that seems a little stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. I think as long as he still wants to talk about it, he's opening himself up to that.
0: Yep, I agree with that.
1: I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe he's just trying to go Drake into one more response, so it looks like you know, so he can try to you know extend it out, you know, capitalize, try to get a get a score a couple points on Drake because Drake Drake should not say anything. No. Will Will he resist the temptation? I don't know.
0: Nah, I think at this point it's one of the things where if if Drake responds again, then Meek gets attention that yes, once
1: that's what I'm saying. I mean the be, the best thing if as long as Meek is going to bring this up, the best thing that could happen to Meek is something from Drake. That's like yep. his best case scenario.
0: Yep. 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 So no, Drake needs to drop views and that's it. Right. In these shoes.
1: All right. Um, You want to talk about your man in the future? Yeah. This um, should take. <laughs> I'm an, joking, joking. Another mixtape, like yeah. a traditional mixtape. Yep. It was on live mixtapes. It was on SoundCloud. Yep. None of... And, Unlike the the Meek Mill project, there's no, you know, it's not like there's a free it's not like there's a freestyle on here or something he has to worry about clearing. Like, you know, this is just a future project. Yep. It's it's I think it's kind of interesting. Like, I'm ch- I am you know, I'm looking at this stuff I'm like Future's a big enough artist. Like, why didn't why isn't this just on streaming? Like, why is he giving this away? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and of course we just talked about Future and basically said, "No." Well, I said, "No, he shouldn't drop anything." And clearly Future felt otherwise. Um, nah. now part of it don't, is don't, he's got don't, this don't, tour and I'm trying to, I don't know maybe he wanted the, the publicity for the tour but I also think that again like you know there's a newer generation of fans that has a different relationship with music than I do like
0: yeah I, I feel like I feel like he feels like he needs to strike while the iron's hot and it's like fam the iron's not gonna get any hotter like you're good
1: right and I I don't know if these records really do anything for him It's—they're—they they don't they don't like make his situation worse.
0: It's future's amazing to look at and study because and, and his fans as well, because the general consensus for Purple Rain, which I wish I was hoping for a print sample somewhere. But the general consensus is what you said. These re- they run into each other, they sound the same. Future doesn't sound motivated, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty much all of Future's records, minus like his hits. Right. So it's funny when people say, well, all these run into each other. So what about the other three mixtapes and Dirty Sprite 2 that aren't Real Sisters and March Madness and whatever
1: else? They sound sounds like regular future to me. Well, I, I think his flow on some of these records actually kind of remind me of old future in a sense. Who is old future? Like 2012 future. Like Pluto future? Maybe a little after that, Like, even. turn off the lights?
0: Like, Mike Will future. Uh That Dope future? Uh, uh, what's Before the then? other record? Because I was listening to something, and some other records came on. I forgot about Tony Montana. What was the other record? What was the record he did with Wayne? Wayne did the remix and said something about Emmett Till and caught some backlash. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, um, and it, and
1: it, and it. What's the name of that record? Ah! <laughs> killing
0: me. Hold up. Nope, we're
1: doing this. Karate Chop. Oh, Karate Chop! Tra- I never liked Karate Chop. Tra-
0: nah, Karate shop was dope.
1: Um, yeah, some of his like I, the beats are still definitely like more or less modern, modern future. But I don't know. I got a little bit of an old future vibe on some of them. Some of the songs work, you know. Like if you like future, some of these songs work. But
0: I like all. I like was it All Night? All Right? Something like that. That one's cool. Like, I like the
1: beginning, it's it starts off all right. I like Inside the Mattress. I like Purple Rain. I like Salute. But some of this is just, I don't know, like. I think it's pretty clear like Future is not trying to Future's like here's what I'm doing, here's what works. You're totally right. He's like I'm striking with the Iron hot. He's going on tour with Tidalala. Um it's called the Purple Rain tour. And <laughs> uh I'll be really mad if Metro Boomin doesn't somehow have like a have have, have something sampling Purple Rain that he's worked into the set by then. That's
0: mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like they 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 missed that. <laughs> that was right at the rim.
1: Um maybe I'm just being too hard on future. Like maybe the new answer is just put out steady music so your fans always have something new. Maybe that's the new maybe that's the but way to go. Does it
0: become because we're also waiting on him and Mike Will's tape. That's that was what was coming out before Purple Rain. So now we've still got something else to look forward to. Right. I don't think that it was wrong. I don't know. I don't I don't agree with you when I think, would you say like a year, take a year off? Yeah. Or I
1: mean, when I said take a year, I mean, what I meant by take a year off was not be as like, I'm not saying don't put any, like, don't show up on a verse ever or do anything. I meant like fall back. No, don't do any more. um uh, <laughs> Guess the <parents> features. <laughs> yeah. Don't do any
0: features for a year. That would be fine. But I think that if this project would have came out after the tour was over. No, I don't got, disagree with that. You've got all the attention in the world now. Your future Right. You're you're freaking you get attention because you the mother of your child is engaged to one of the most popular athletes right now. Right. To the point to where every Sunday people are talking about you while right. he's playing. Right. So the uh, by, by the way, the, the need- Carolina Panthers
1: dude doing the Esco dance was hilarious.
0: Right. So you have you have the attention. And that's what a lot of rappers fail to realize is there are other avenues for people to talk about you, and you've got a clear path for people to talk about you outside of your music. But musicians and artists were so focused on the music that we don't look at all that other stuff. And he could have fell back chilled until the spring or something like that. Because I don't. Who wants to hear
1: future and it's seven degrees outside? I don't. <laughs> right. I. I don't know. I think. You, I. I you're right. I mean, it's funny because he is at the point, like he is. This is the top of the future, right? I mean, I'd be stunned if he was, if he had it, if he got to an even bigger stage.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say possibly because it that shoot that might he might be able to get higher than this. It's possible.
1: It the is. Sky's the
0: limit. <laughs> you know, to keep, you keep on, just keep on pressing on.
1: I'm just gonna let that one sit out there for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, could, he could. It's there's very possible
0: for him to. To uh, to be hired, but I,
1: I don't think this sound is what will get him. I think there is a limit as to where he can take this sound. Well, okay, so here here, and here that's I, I, I guess that's that's really my problem with it. Like that's why I I assume that he needs to fall back because to me there is just a cap on where he can take the sound. It, it this sound won't cross over. People, I agree. I, I think that the I think that like would and the danger with keeping like coming out if you continually put out a similar sound. The real danger is just that it gets co-opted. And now it's not your sound anymore.
0: I agree. And that's what happened to Tucha and a lot of other rappers from the South that sort of take off and don't. This is is what I think happened with Future and why Future, I don't think, is going to uh, venture off beyond this sound. Because he always quotes Honest as being the, I was trying to, I moved to LA and I was trying to expand and expand my brand, all that other stuff, right? So Honest flopped crazy so of course the narrative is he goes back he goes back to his roots and he does what what got him to the dance and now that blows up to a greater degree than what it was before so either the narrative is gonna have to change or he's going to have to stretch outside of and that's the reason why i'm surprised the mike will tape hasn't come out yet because i like metro but Metro is super Atlanta. But Mike Will has the ability to make a more universal sound for Future without with it with, uh, with it maintaining its authenticity. Mm. But for whatever reason, they're they're sitting on that. Mm. So
1: mm. Mm. anything else you want to say about Future?
0: Uh, oh, uh, something else I want to talk about, talk about because it it got a so he it came out that he um, I don't really do drugs and I just create this lifestyle for. Uh, you know, to sell my records. You know what that sounds like to me? Because you, you tweet about it and you did my favorite new emoji, which is the the, the hand on the chin. That emoji. <laughs> um, are
1: you, are you, I'm already dangerously overusing that emoji. Oh, yeah. I, I use it for everything. That eyes off to the eyes looking to left. Yeah. Like the side eyes. I, yeah. I, I also do the upside down emoji. See, I'm not really
0: using that. Well, it's just because the people that I text drive me crazy. So it's just always in the, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm once you hit 30, you just become big brother OG and just the, the kids that the kids, the kids that I mentor and help train up and all that stuff. They just, it just drive me crazy. Like kids are stupid. We, we were stupid once. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm still mentoring. mentoring <laughs> them. That's why I'm still in their life because I'm like, yeah, it's stupid, but I get it. I was there. I right. got it. Um, But you know what that sounded like to me?
1: The worst thing you've ever heard in your life? Is that what it sounded like to you?
0: No, it sounded like family court. Family court? Sounded like family court. What do you mean by that? Meaning that Sierra is taking future to court. Oh. Saying that he's unfit for the child to be around him. Heavy drug use. Da-da-da. Just listen to his music. I don't want my son around this. And he's like, no, wait. It's not really real. Somebody who dealt with family court for a, a, a nice chunk of time, that happens all the time. People will use everything to gain some sort of leverage to get what they want out of whatever family situation, whatever it causes or whatever. I'm not saying that Sierra's being manipulative or whatever. I'm not accusing her of anything, but I've just seen this story play out. Why would you say that now when that's what you're known for? Never mind the fact that you've got a bunch of kids who think it's cool to get high and you know sibling and all that stuff right now when it's affecting your family and your and your your image as a father then that's when you say wait a minute so so the
1: question is do you think that he's finally telling the truth in this interview or do you think he's lying in this interview
0: that i can't say okay i cannot say that i can't i can't i can't say that
1: but if he's telling the truth in this interview this is pretty terrible <laughs> is this is this rick ross co bad no because no it's it's uh well no, it's not that bad because Ross didn't admit it. Well, well, hold on. It It's different because it's all about perception, right? Like me as like a 32-year-old man, I'm sitting here thinking there are kids who have tried. There are definitely lots of kids who have tried lean because of future. Absolutely. Which means there are, there's a, statistically speaking, there are probably people who have become addicted because of him. Yep. All right. Unfortunately, hip-hop does not look at drug abuse the same way it looks at having anything to do with the cops. So, no, people won't care. <laughs> frankly.
0: Uh, I'm just laughing at the contradictions of hip-hop, man. We go, <laughs> you know?
1: um, right. And here, here's the thing. I'm inclined to think that he's finally telling the truth, and here's why. Typically, look, I mean, the history of artists being on drugs, this is not a new concept, Right. Yeah. But when it continues for a while, especially if like the work ethic really amps up, and it's clear that all you're doing is being in the studio taking drugs, there start to be like stories, right? Like there was a like there were a lot of stories about Wayne, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, or it manifests itself in terms of like you start like you know you're you're not acting right, acting normal. Right. Like it was really obvious when Wu Tang was on drugs, like really obvious, you know. Um, Fuser seems remarkably well adjusted for a man who should be on lean twenty four seven.
0: I mean, maybe maybe it's that uh, maybe it's that that tolerance, and maybe, but I don't know.
1: I I suspect the truth lies in the middle. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, it'd be really funny if at first he wasn't really doing it, but to keep up image, he had to do it. That would be actually just incredibly ironic. Um, but oh, I just can't imagine like. It's every song. <laughs> That's it. That's all he raps about. Right.
0: It's all he raps about. Though. Like it's.
1: woof I know. Crazy. It's, it's, it's really like hypocritical of me in a sense. Right. I mean, like I have like favorite rap songs that open with people like, like audio aud- audibly taking drugs. So who am I? Like, I, like I was, li- I was just listening to, um, criminology. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. They were definitely on drugs when they made *Criminology*. Oh God, yes. Right, but I love that record. Right. I just put that on my like I have a I have like a, I have something I listen to sometimes when I'm when I'm like lifting because I have like a little step in my basement and I feel like, you know you put put on *Criminology*. You feel like you can like you know lift a car up. <laughs> Probably because Ghost was on enough drugs to lift a car up. Like right. Right. you can feel that energy. So I right. feel hypocritical saying that, but like having the sort of the distance of it now that I'm, you know, a 32 year old man soon to be 33. Cause I'm old. Like I, it, it bothers me a little bit. That's all. And there's always been this thing in hip hop where there's like, are you glorifying it or are you reporting it? You know, right. Future is glorifying. It.
0: I mean, okay. We've really so,
1: crossed over. All right. So here, here's the
0: question. Right. What is reporting? Um, I Versus this-
1: Okay. Ver-
0: I mean, I mean, because obviously, if we say what's reporting versus what's glorifying, obviously reporting is just stating what it is, and then right. glorifying it is saying, "Hey, this is cool, do this." But who hmm. who gets to decide? No, 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 not not who gets to. Because I think that's really that's a that's a super gray area. Sure, uh, but okay, who's? I just want I, I want to Big. use somebody as a reference point. What rapper reports? Who reports? I mean, Nas is the, is the classic example, right? <laughs> Because I'm I'm listening to Illmatic right now. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. He's always
1: whether or not it's true, he's always described that way. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're <laughs> getting, you're starting to sound like Whisper J. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. Oh, whisper J adlibs. Oh, oh, oh. I had to shop in the float. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Young and You 106 in Park. With- Yo, Jay is the king of dated references. <laughs> like, he will reference something that when you hear it 10 years later, you're like, dang. The best is uh, Shorty of Blackberry Bold. Yeah, uh, something about a sidekick, yeah. right?
1: It, it, nobody was using a Sidekick in 2009 when that album people came out. People were
0: barely using. No, 2009 was the last run of BlackBerry, right? No, BlackBerry. Blackberry yeah, but the Sidekick. Yeah, the Sidekick was done. Sidekick was done. Didn't it have? Didn't it have like one last like leap? Nah. I thought it had one. I mean, like where it it they put out a new Sidekick to try to keep up with the iPhones and the Blackberries and even like the G1, the Androids, whatever. But like people were like, nah, the technology had, yeah. and nobody wanted to, you know flip a phone off of there (laughs) nobody was tucking their shirt tucking their shirt into their phone except 40 year old men
1: the the best part about that whole era was like dudes would have two phones on their belt (laughs) two (laughs) they used to do that with two ways too Mm. two phones and these were large clunky phones
0: large clunky phones yeah they used to like they would click like crazy when you type them they type super loud you couldn't roll over and, like, respond to a text at 2 in the morning. There was no creeping going around if you had a sidekick. <laughs> it was a different era. We're old now. Yeah, like, your girl will wake right up. Like, what are you doing? You are you the, popping popcorn? You need, touch, you need the touch screen to creep. Yeah, touch, touch screen. <laughs> but, I mean, even then, you could, you could do it a little too hard. And now they add the, now they add the, little, the little vibrate on there. You know what I'm saying? You, gotta, you, gotta go, you, gotta, you have to go out of your way. This has been Armand
1: and Doc teaching you how to stealth text at night.
0: I mean, you know. <laughs> Listen, we're we're old because we've seen a lot, not because of our age.
1: <laughs> that's that that's that kind of fake deep Instagram stuff I'm talking
0: yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, you know. Hey, all
1: right, we could just do a whole album of that. I'm down. Every, every song title is just terrible. Just terrible. We're just going to go something.
0: there. You are. <laughs> I'm totally down with doing an album called Wherever You whatever, Go. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs>
1: Ah, just find a bunch
0: of find some five percenters who who can produce and do spoken word we in there
1: oh there's a lot of spoken word. anyway um let's uh if you can
0: find papa woo like i'm we we're we're money papa woo big
1: rube (laughs) um
0: uh the guy from the guy who used to do the uh big pimping monologues with the dog pound (laughs) yep because I was wondering if like was there a West Coast fake deep guy? West Coast. It was him. I can't think of his name, but that was him.
1: All right, we were talking about future
0: glorifying drug use. Yep, yeah, and we and we turned it into, into sidekicks. sidekicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, are we done with future? I think we're done with future. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up and let's talk about Lecrae. Let's completely switch gears. Yeah. So every, f- every time we talk, let me just preface this: every time we talk about Lecrae, I get phone calls. I stop getting phone calls. And it's very polarizing. So let's do it. <laughs> Prior to it, used to annoy me. And now I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, whatever.
1: So Church Clothes 1 and 2, those are just mixtapes,
0: right? Uh, yeah, but he ended up putting a modified Church Clothes 1 for sale. Sort of what Drake did was So Far Gone. And I believe Church Clothes 2 was uh, like a full project. There was no Don Cannon on that one, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, no, it was hosted by Don Cannon. Um, that was uh, wow, that was end of 2013. Okay, so this is definitely the first. This is even though this is Church Close three, it's definitely a um, this is a new Church Close. Why? Why would you say that? Well, first of all, it sounds different. Okay. The the production to me is very different than what I've heard from from Lecrae before. Agree. Um, it's also clearly, I mean, it's not a mixtape. It's it's one of these new kind of mixtapes. Yep. It's kind of a mixtape, kind of an album. Yep. It was released direct to Apple Music, and I'm assuming Spotify as well. Yeah, it was on Spotify too. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so you didn't have to go to Dat Piff for live mixtapes to get this. Yep. And I felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, the point of the first, like not the point, but one of the things, the first Church Clothes mixtape was like, here's Lecrae being co-signed by secular hip hop. Mm-hmm. Church Clothes 2, a little bit more of the same. Mm-hmm.
0: Not really much of that on Church Coast three. I think he's finally realized that chasing the cosine is like chasing the wind. Mm, it doesn't a, matter. Damn,
1: you are a walking Instagram caption nah, generator chill, today. chill,
0: chill, <laughs> chill. I've been in Ecclesiastes and it talks about chasing Just the wind. Kidding. Relax, relax. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he finally realized, like, you know what? Because, and I've got a whole dissertation of notes.
1: In oh, it. this is good.
0: <laughs> I, and I didn't. What's funny is that I didn't listen to the project until today but listening to it just though i did watch the video i think the day it came out i watched the video i didn't listen to the project um Lecrae has faced a lot of backlash within the last few years since he sort of began this chase of the cosign mm. so now you've got uh and, and the a lot of the backlash has primarily been from his christian counterparts Right. Okay. So you've got the church and other Christians saying he shouldn't be doing ministry this way. He should be doing it in this particular way, this particular manner. And what you're doing is blasphemous. It's 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 gray area. It's compromised. It's all these things. Right. So he's finally one thing you can hear just in terms of not even talking about the production, but just in terms of what he's saying and even the delivery of how he's saying it. He's just like, I can't please. I'll never be able to please both sides. I wholeheartedly believe that this is what God wants me to do. So I'm just going to do it. And that's the, that's the best place you can be as an artist when you're just totally resolved in yourself that this is the lane that I'm going to drive in and I'm going to do 65 and that's it. If you're going to honk your horn behind me, go
1: around me. Well, I mean, but he's still talking about how he hasn't sold out. He's still talking about his haters and his critics. Like well, I, think has, I think he has to
0: acknowledge that. Okay. Cause it's, it's gotten louder with each progress. And then especially within the last few months, just with all the, they changed their mission statement on their website and it doesn't say Jesus. And there's all this crazy stuff that people have, um, I'll say it exploited, um, for views mm. and, uh, Oh, Oh God. I'll, I'll talk about it. Views and, and, uh, just stuff. Right. And when you think about as an artist, when you, When what you say begins making money and creating opportunities for other people, but it's like at your expense, you're going to feel away about it. Like think about how many people make money off of Drake that Drake doesn't even know, you know, because he'll say something and maybe the media outlet will pick up what he says and the hits that they bring to their website or the traffic that they drive to whatever media outlet, their blogs, their vlogs, whatever it is, generates an income for this particular group. And they don't care about because uh, I'm I'm not saying it I'm not saying that this is it will cray, but like when, when it's people like that, they don't they don't necessarily care about your well being. They just want your content or they want whatever you say and whatever you do to produce content that in turn will um create a business and become somewhat lucrative for them. And so I think he has to acknowledge it because it's it's gotten louder, particularly within the last six months. Yes. Interesting. But, um,
1: so that's the stuff I don't really know, so that's good to hear.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you about offline. Yeah. It, <laughs> it. It's. Yeah. It. It's. It's gotten crazy. So, yeah. He. He kind of has to talk about his haters or whatever, whatever, whatever. But I also believe in the idea of, as we've talked about on the show, the reoccurring thing, not giving a particular thing too much attention. So, outside of that, what are you doing?
1: Hmm.
0: Just in, just in general. So. <sighs> I still have a whole lot more to say, but like, what direction do you want to talk
1: about with this project? I was pleasantly surprised by this project. Okay. Specifically, and I have been really critical, outrageously critical. Yeah, you have. Of what I saw as now, you tell me—is it was it? Would you consider it more of a Lecrae thing, or just more of a reach record thing? Where it was really clear that this was like meant to be. Oh, this is kind of This set. This sounds like the mainstream stuff that you've heard of. It's just Christian. That's uh, a Christian hip hop thing, right? I, I've been exceedingly critical of that, and you know, I don't know if we should give credit to maybe it's Lecrae making a conscious choice to do something different. I don't know if this is you know because most of this is produced by S1, mm-hmm. who produces what seven of the ten tracks here. Yeah, I think he, he's all
0: over. And any executive produces, so he's right. all over.
1: Right. Um, I don't know if it's this is what S1 brought, and this is where they started. You know. But there are there are records on here that just it doesn't it maybe this is just okay this is what Lecrae sounds like now yeah and I I especially think it was a really good idea to start with Freedom and Gangland mm-hmm. because I feel like a tone is set yep and I don't love every song on here there's some records I can do without but I was just overall I was surprised and impressed by the production and yep it you know it uh it's refreshing to hear him not. Just try to always. Because look, I mean, I basically said like, I, I, and I, there are some records on here where I'm like, oh, Lecrae sounds like this person on here, and it's funny when, when not every record sounds that way, then it really just kind of comes off. I feel the way that it does maybe for other artists. We're like, like, look, like Drake is so influential. Is it really surprising if somebody sounds a little bit like Drake sometimes? Not really. Right. right. The problem is, is when you sound like Drake on this one and this guy and on this one and this guy on this one, and this, guy on this one, and then it becomes like a meme unto itself. Right. Um, so like, you know, on sidelines, like he sounds like Drake on sidelines, mm. like exactly like Drake on sidelines, but you know, there are other records where he doesn't. So that, that kind of works. Okay. Um, yeah. again, like, you know, there's like a little bit of a stretch where he's, you know, he's talking about critics and haters and the stuff that we talked about before, which I don't really ever care about. Um, like that's, I mean, it's funny cause we, you and I have, uh, probably, somewhat not infamously, but we have often talked about how our dislike for rappers rapping about like the studio. <laughs> right. Um also on my list are rappers rapping about things that only rappers have problems with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and haters is one of those things.
1: They're haters. They're critics. They're yeah. it's like it it's it's an interesting problem, right? They're, because, c- they're city. Well <laughs> it it's an interesting problem because he basically, he's rapping about the feedback that he gets as a rapper. Mm-hmm. And you end up in this really tight swirl of feedback where it's like, what are you rapping about? Yeah. Um. And this look, it's hard because as a rapper, if you become more famous and more successful, it becomes difficult to rap about the things that got you to where you were. Right. Now, theoretically, Christian hip hop in a weird way offers an out for that. It should. It should. Right. Because – the funny thing that we've always talked about is, look, when you're Jay-Z and you're rapping about hustling, it's really weird when you're rapping about selling drugs when you're 40 years old. Right. Right. But if you're a Christian hip-hop artist who is theoretically, and again, I'm not trying to put everybody in a box, but in theory, if you are heavily talking about the gospel and how it applies, and how it applies to your life and what you see, that should really give you a lot of room to be successful but still talk about the gospel.
0: Duh. Absolutely. But
1: Absolutely. Lecrae's still talking about the haters. <laughs>
0: I mean, I I get it just because it really, really
1: it bothered him, and I can I get it me. too. It feels like inside baseball. That's all.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There you go. So it's like, and I'm glad you offered that perspective because everything that I explained, you said, "Oh, I didn't know that." Right. Because so I'm sitting here going,
1: "Like what? Hey, like what are you? What with these hypothetical haters? Like who cares?" Right. He's the most because... successful Christian
0: hip hop artist. I don't want to hear about your haters. So here's my question that I that I posed when I saw it came out. Who else knew about this project coming out except for Christian hip-hop? Because he Beyonce'd it. He dropped it out of thin air, right? Yeah. So it came out on a Thursday night. Uh, shoot, by Saturday, nobody was talking about it. And it's like, who did you market this to, to extend beyond your sphere of influence? I,
1: well, right. I, th- this, I don't think this is marketed to extend his, spheres, his sphere of, of influence. Mm. This is marketed at the Christian hip-hop crowd. Yeah, I agree. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, if only because I suspect the pattern now will be I, I wonder if he's sort of falling into a, a fabulous like on off pattern it one of those things where like maybe he as Church we talked, talked Church about Church Clothes is going to be about one thing and then the next album will be the actual sequel to Anomaly which mm. was the actual sequel to Gravity yeah and then these, ch- these Church Clothes records can exist in a different lane yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which I don't yeah. think is a bad thing And he's gonna. I mean, and he he might find that he needs that. Yeah. Especially if he decides, you know, if he's trying to stretch his wings a little bit, do something a little different, and he needs a record for his core fans. Yep. That makes total sense. Yep, I agree. I
0: agree. I agree. We should shout out Jay Gibbons. Listen, (laughs) listen, misconceptions three is retarded. I'm sorry. Let me let me not say that because I don't want to disrespect anybody who may have. It's a it's an incredible record. Like. Because Misconceptions 1 was, like, super rapidy rap We're rapidly rapping And then it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, love, I love the... <laughs> it was, because that's how, that's how... We're uh, nerds you know, and we're G rapping. Sounds. That's how you well, it sound. That, that's how they sound when they rap. Like, we are <laughs> rapping. And, 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 and it's like that. And it was cool, but it was too... It was, like, too boom-bap. It was like when... It's not when you can tell... It was, like, Def Jook's boom-bap. <laughs> where it's, like...
1: I'm gonna make a boom bap beep. Boom bap, boom boom bap. Like, has anybody gonna... tried to make a boom bap beat that actually has the phrase boom and bap in it? That's you just the probably, sort of rapperish thing we could do.
0: Probably somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in the world that, that record exists. Absolutely. So that record was super like boom bap, but it was like, it was cool. Uh, Misconceptions 2 with Collision and We Live as Kings was all right. This one, yeah, yeah. And it it suited Jay Gibbons the the most out of the four. And I if I was Lecrae, I wouldn't have even rapped after they got. It. You could tell he's trying to do their style. Right. And it's just it's just not working. It's like, nah, you should have just. It's what Joe Budden used to do with Slaughterhouse. So with Slaughterhouse, those three rappers, uh Royce Crooked and Joel, were known for sort of their style of punchline rapping. And then they could, all three of them could do the double time flow. Joe was never known for double time, and Joe though was known for punchlines he was also known for like his uh, his perspective his, his own like emotional raps or whatever his emo raps so for a long time those Slaughterhouse records was Joe trying to do what the rest of he thought the rest of Slaughterhouse should have did to like fit in within the group or whatever and right. then finally he got to a place where he's like you know what I just have to do Joe right
1: and yeah he should have had like S1 do a beat switch or something or I realize I say that like it's so easy oh just do a beat switch but you know <laughs> Nah, I
0: mean I think this beat is really really dope. It's a ama- Did you watch the video? No. Okay, so here's my thing. Okay. The four songs on the video? Yeah. Though that should have been Church Close 3. Hmm. You split this record in half, you split this is album in half and make a five song EP? It's, I have no complaints. The 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 four records that he pushed out which I shoot. I don't remember them off top, but I believe it was like it's, the first uh
1: no, it's it's uh it it is what it is gangland deja vu misconceptions three
0: yeah those those four and then freedom i'm good Mm. keep it Mm. keep it because the other records pale in comparison to those they're just not they're not bad but they're just nah yeah Yeah, so yeah like from from a musical standpoint i'm also glad that you know he's talking about um uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Like civil rights and what's going on with yeah, that's been, blacks in the community and stuff. Because people the, have really the, called that out. And here here's the thing. The church, it oh my God, this is this is so weird about this is the dichotomy of the church and then of you know, maybe people who grew up in the church and who aren't Christians anymore or, or never professed to be Christians and just went to church because their parents went, whatever, 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 whatever. So the church has a reputation of being behind. So you've got the youth pastor who has like the the sun visor (laughs) and like the Willie Esco jersey and he's trying to be hip and cool for the kids. And one thing I'll say to that is that Jesus will never be cool. He wasn't cool when he was here on on earth. He just won't be cool. You can't relate that way. It just won't fly because whether they're Christian or not, there's one thing that people can spot and it's authenticity. Mm. So you've got people will say, well, the church is silent on race issues and da, 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 da. And especially with Martin Luther King, uh, his birthday being this week. And I'm not going to lie. Like I haven't really listened to a whole lot of Dr. King's sermons. I went back and listened to some Dr. King's sermons this week or actually on Monday and his ability to speak about the issues of, uh, of the world and of, Black America, and then correlate them with the gospel was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm glad that people like Lecrae and a lot of Christian artists now are coming into it. Because the thing, the thing that I love and loathe about Jesus is that he forces you to have an opinion about everything. So things that you don't care about because he cares about everything— as you take on his mind and his heart, you have to in turn care about everything. So things that you normally wouldn't have batted your, eye, your eyes at six months ago, five years ago, now all of a sudden you have a deep concern about. So I'm glad. Now, why that. is that? Why is what? Why do you think that's true? Um, I, like I said, I think God, I think God cares about everything. So as we, us as humans, I think we care about like what's in our sphere. Just just um, by default. So we care about our money, our families, our well-beings, our our goals and dreams and desires. Um, You know, we we could also care about our community. We could care about other things, global warming and, you know, other things can also factor into that. I think that varies from person to person. But large in part, everybody's not going to care about global warming. Everybody's not going to care about the homeless, right? But because God cares so much about man, he cares about the matters of man as well. And I think that as you, it's, it's just weird. It's, a, it's, it's hard to explain, but as you take on his mind and you renew your mind and you get into your word and you pray and you do all this stuff, you just begin to see the world that you live in differently, so as a 31-year-old, the things that, honestly, within the last two years of my life, the things that I care about now, I could have cared less about when I was 29.
1: Well, part of that is but it's just maturing as an adult, too.
0: It is. Also, and it's also maturing as an adult. I'm not saying that that doesn't matter. And I'm not sure. saying that if you're not a Christian, that you're not going to grow and mature into those things. No, and I wasn't
1: taking it that way. I, if, it, what's funny to me is, I, in fact, I sometimes feel as though I care about too many things. Mm. And that- you be people can be like I feel like maybe it's just me. Uh, I feel as though I can become unfocused. Sure. Right. And, sure. And part of growing older is, is learning what you actually can control and learning how to take, right. take your energy, and take your focus and apply it to where you can do something.
0: Right, and that's a well because you care about everything. The maturity aspect will also tell you that you can't save the world Mm. because for a lot of people, they come into Christianity and they get, and they get super zealous and they're like, I'm saved. I want to get everybody saved. Hey, you, Hey, Hey, you know about Jesus? And they just go out and then they burn themselves out. They get rejected, uh, life, people use them, all this, all these other factors come in and then they, then they come back and they're like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm good. Um, But I think that that factors into it. I can care about I can care about what goes on in third world countries, but not be led to travel there and to serve there. So you're, I, when you say care, what you what you mean is an awareness? Um, I can I can I can be aware and then I have some, and I can pray and I can talk to people who have the ability to go over there and maybe support with my money maybe support with resources in other ways where I don't have to touch it to touch it. Okay. If that makes sense. So I love the fact that this project is very aware of what's going on right now. I really, really like the concept of gangland because I've always been fascinated with gang life. And what if, if I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but there's a documentary called bastards of the party that is incredible. That talks about how, where, the Bloods and the Crips derived from, how derived from the Black Panther Party and then the crack era and all that stuff and what it evolved into, which is what you largely saw in the 90s and then still see today. Um, So I'm glad that these things happened because, and this was the original point I was going to make about the church, is like, so the church has this reputation of being behind the times. But when you speak on things from a Christian perspective that aren't on the general consensus's radar, people miss it. So then there's still the consensus of, well, the church is behind. No, uh, we've been talking about issues within the black community. We've been talking about the American dream. We've been talking about all these things that may not be what we thought they were for years, but it had to take blood. It had to take conflict for people's eyes to open and be like, wait a minute. And then that's where God comes in and it's like, all right, if you created all that, because we can blame God and say, well, if if God was real, or if God was this, then why does this happen? Why does this exist? So then let's let's. OK, so if we can blame him, then surely we can ask him and say, well, all this stuff is going on. Why and what can we do about it? What's what's the out? Because we can have a bunch of meetings. We can have a bunch of we can have a whole bunch. We can have town hall meetings. We can create songs. We can do all this stuff. We can march, we can rally. But if God ain't at the center of it, if you believe in if you believe in serve God with your whole heart or enough of your heart to say it, and if God ain't in the center and the outcome of what you do, it's fruitless. It don't matter. You just marching. You just you're just talking. You're just creating you're just creating music. You're just creating noise. And for me, it's getting to the point to where I'm glad that all these tools exist. So here's here's a cause Lecrae, keep it real, Lecrae is a very large uh, CC, uh, CCM is called um Contemporary Christian Music. So basically, like, white mega churches love Lecrae. Theologians, like, your, I don't even want to call them Osteen. I'm trying to think of who, like, John Piper. And, like, so your your average church go or whatever. Lo- they don't know about Jay Gibbons, but they know who Lecrae is. Right. So the fact that Lecrae is rapping about these things and he has an audience that no other christian artist has no other christian hip-hop artist can even think to have that that sort of audience so now it's it's drawing it's bringing an awareness to where a uh, a solution can be created and i think that's dope and i think that is excuse me one thousand percent necessary and that's why i like this project more than shoot anything he's ever done because the point that you made earlier i know i'm talking a lot yeah, I'm just I'm I'm glad that this I'm glad that this project exists because it, it brings an awareness that otherwise there's a whole genre of a group of people that otherwise probably wouldn't hear about this because there's a lot of um, racial ignorance inside the church. A lot and a lot that I didn't even know that I didn't even know existed until all these things came come out, came out. It's like, well, you know, racism's over, you know. Because you know, because we can work and go to school in the same places that these people think that you know, the idea of racism, the institution of racism, is dead, and it's not. And it's like, oh wait, it exists as a completely different monster now.
1: Well, what does sure. it look like for you? I mean, the church is not a monolithic entity, right? I mean, the church is is made up of people, and people in America are largely ignorant about race relations. So it's no surprise to me that there might be Christians who are also that way. Right. Yeah, I agree. So do you feel Lecrae has, uh, I'll, I'll play, this is such a hot take question, but I, I want to ask it, and the answer might be no. Uh, do you think Lecrae has a responsibility because of his
0: stature? I think, I think if you talk about it, you have a responsibility. I think if you put your mouth on it, if you put your words to it, no matter who you are, you have a responsibility to whatever you put your words to. So yes, I do think that Lecrae has a responsibility to it. Um, we'll see what happens after this. But yeah, you can't just, you can't say, oh, let me think of an example.
1: I can't say- I, I, I don't mean now after the fact. I mean, just him and his position in, in Christian music culture. Yeah, because, all right,
0: here we go. Boom, here's another point I wanted to make. A lot of up and coming, I get this all the time. You get these wide eye people who think that uh, rapping for Jesus is a good idea, and because it's a good idea, that that's what God wants them to do, and they really want to do it, not because they want to serve in it. Because really, all Christian hip hop is—it is an opportunity to use a tool to serve in your community. So I can get into places because I rap, and because the things that I rap about affect the city that I live in and the people um, of that city. So when I get off stage, then I have conversations. Um, then I am able to um, put my hands to things because the music wasn't in. Now, if that allows me to travel, go on tour, whatever, whatever, great. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. If it allows me to not work a full-time job, I know. How many people do I know who do music full-time? Three? three I know three people who do music full-time. Um, who do Christian music full time, right? So if that, if that opportunity comes, great. But I think a lot of these young artists and a lot of these people who come in, they just have this idea because a lot of Christian hip hop is modeled after just regular hip hop. So we look good. We put on this this image of I'm a hip hopper and I got this, and I'm so cool and blah blah, blah 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 and it's like like nah, bro. like those tours don't generate a whole lot of money um the 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 crit- the, the 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 some of the churches and the promoters that I've seen, and I've dealt with are more shasty than the dudes who won't even bat an eye at Jesus, but people but, don't they, the people don't um they don't
1: consider those things so they for, just think so for Christian hip hop it's a question of are you doing it for the glory. And this sort of
0: topic will test that you talking about. I mean, but but I also think that this is going to be it's going to be big business real soon, if not now. Um, civil rights and black rights and equality and all this stuff. Right. Um, it It's potentially dangerous for you. It's not just we in the church turning up. You got you have to like you. You asked if Lecrae has a responsibility. That responsibility could get you hurt. That responsibility could uh, take money out your pocket. That responsibility could put your family in harm's way. You got to consider those things, too, because if you if you don't and you go into a wide eye like, yeah, we on tour and you go to a city where you don't know nobody. You ain't got no look. That stuff don't go away. Like you gotta be good in certain cities, just because you're a Christian, just because you know Jesus and God's my bodyguard. Like, nah. Like, I want to go to California, but there's certain places in California that I can't go.
1: God is not your wish fulfillment factory.
0: No, not at all. This is, and that's. Stop doing this, Doc. And this is the thing that I, I, I love. And <laughs> I'm not even a Christian. I'm just <laughs> setting you up. Good, but you're, but you're asking the right questions. And this, is what, this is what I love about talking to people who aren't Christians. Because as you said, you call it inside baseball. A lot of Christians play a lot of inside baseball. So then when they talk to people who aren't Christians, they use Christian terminology like secular. And you heard secular and you were like, Armand, what what the heck is secular? Like, this sounds stupid. And it does. It sounds incredibly stupid. So here's this idea of dream. And you're talking to the guy who has a record called The Dreamer. And this mm-hmm. is why I make a song called The Dreamer too. Because the dreamer too, um, chops the head off of the dreamer because as a Christian, your dreams don't matter. Like you need to, if your dreams don't line up with the will of God for your life, it's just a dream. It's just something cool. It's a good idea. And you can't necessarily, but the good thing about it. And I don't want to say like, I don't want it to sound like, um, you're trapped in this prison of, because when, as your desires become God, then like, you're totally cool with it. Like, yo, this is, never, I didn't think that I was into carpentry. I didn't know I was into uh, fashion. I didn't know I was into podcasting, but it's led me here. I thought I was going to rap. Now I, can, now I realize that I can go around the country and speak and create organizations and work with nonprofit sectors and all that other stuff. You don't even think about that stuff. But if you're like, yo, my dream, I have my dreams and my dreams, and it becomes a wish factory. And you rub on your Bible and Jesus pops up and says, "What do you want?" That's not how it works. But
1: I just, I just imagine like Robin Williams in Aladdin.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what. I said. <laughs> With the, what's that? What's that hat called? A Swami or something? like that? <laughs> what the, uh, yeah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. And I think a lot of shoot, a lot of. Christians, just people in general, just really don't understand. Like Christianity is a lifestyle; they get it as a concept, but when you really like put your whole life into it, it's a totally different monster. And it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. But it's also very, very hard. All right. So, if there is a change in uh, the sound quality of my voice, it's because in the middle of my Jesus rant. <laughs> uh, um. My computer decided to freeze. My very old and half witted capable computer. It's a decided. veteran. It's a veteran computer. It's a vet in the game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Big Daddy Kane. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's good it's good for it's good for a verse. It's been out in these streets. Yeah, but you know, I don't know if I want a whole project in 2016, you know what I'm saying? But you <laughs> get you a couple verses and, and so it's one of those. So um it's taking like forty-five minutes to restart. So I'm on my iPad. And we're basically just going to wrap the show up and just say thank you guys for listening because this was a very action-packed episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Wouldn't you say so, Doc?
1: Yeah, and uh, I really, really want to hear uh, what people have to say about this. Uh, we always do, but hopefully uh, hopefully, we said some things. I mean, we it's not like we said did this on purpose. It's not, it's not like we started out going, oh, today we're going to have this conversation. Like, I had no idea what I'm always going to say on for, for Lecrae. That's honestly one of my favorite things of the show is Armand and I, we don't typically like plan out much. Like we say, oh, we're talking about like here. Here pretty much what I knew going in. We were going to talk about Kanye, Meek, Lecrae, and Future. That is all we talked about.
0: And Macklemore.
1: <laughs> and Macklemore. So to get that conversation out of it, I love it. So yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys appreciate it as well. Use the hashtag Clock Speakers or hit us up at CRS Podcast and let us know what you think. Um. As always, check out old episodes on 4 dot and clockreducespeakers. SoundCloud.com com, slash And please, 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 rate and review us on iTunes. Um, Armand, you got anything else?
0: We should probably do a like a commercial mm. for the vote to vote for us on when I like like an iTunes commercial. I think that'd be smart.
1: We could do that. We could do that.
0: We'll figure out something. Just make you a beat. You know what I'm saying? We'll find something. I'm about to dig in your Dropbox right now. <laughs> Just dig in the Dropbox folder and see what we got popping.
1: See, dig in the Dropbox. That's, a, that's another song title we could use.
0: <laughs> see, but then you have to like scratch it up like primo, Like, dig, dig, er, dig, dig in the drop, drop, er, up, up, up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And
1: then we need a different like voice for box.
0: Because it's real for real. It's just, it's
1: just <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, we are done with this week's episode. Thank you all.